All right, and welcome back to the Holmes Politicast. Uh, things are moving uh, politically. Uh, the election is right around the corner. So we will be talking a little bit about that, uh, what you know, my predictions are, so you guys can see how big-brained I am and how knowledgeable about the future I am. Um, we got a few, few other articles we're going to talk about as well. A woman is arrested for a BLM sticker. This one you're going to love. Uh, the homeless can vote in Michigan. That is something that I did not know. Um, interesting. I wonder how they register that. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Okay. Um, uh, Whitmer is caught with a controversial sign. We'll be discussing that. I'm sure everybody's seen that one by now. An expelled student allegedly threatens to shoot up Royal Oaks Cosmetology School. So, you know, defund the police. And uh, teen assault... This one, this one's uh, the irony. Teen assaulted after BLM protest in Chelsea. Says police failed to investigate. Huh, I wonder why. We'll be getting into all these and more. I'm Thomas Fry, and this is Zalm's Politicast. So let's start in the favorite uh, realm of discussion uh, with me, um, our just wonderful governor that we all uh, love so much. Okay, here we go. So uh, Governor Whitmer is screaming about, oh, Donald Trump is endorsing terrorism. He's, he's fueling these crazy left-wing anarchists that hate him. He's convinced them to kidnap me. Okay, um, well, there's no evidence of that. That's ridiculous. Uh, these guys clearly were not, like, Republican operatives sent directly by Donald Trump. They clearly weren't Trump fans. They hated the guy. Uh, I mean, like, I, I don't know how much more disassociated from Trump you can get. So, this woman who is screaming about, ah, oh, he's, he's, he's endorsing violence by saying that I'm a tyrant. Literally has a pin behind her saying 8645. Now, I had no idea what that was when I first heard it. I was like, oh, let me get a tinfoil hat for you there, buddy. But uh, apparently it is a thing. It is a controversial pin that people have been, that Black Lives Matter has been pushing uh, specifically. So um, we'll get into more Black Lives Matter later um, and their ridiculous uh, inconsistencies and outright hypocrisies, but um, the fact that they they promote this idea of 8645, I mean, yeah, maybe they could say, oh, let's just get rid of, but generally, you know, upon further reflection, I was, I'm thinking about it, when when people do use, yeah, 86, that, I, I iced that dude, you know, it's, it's, it's slang, it's gang slang for, yeah, I killed, I murdered him, so... Um, that's fun that our, our governor is, um, involved in that, supporting that. And at this point, I like, I want to say to be fair, she's probably not saying kill the president. She probably, uh, would say like, if asked that it says get rid of the president, but nah, it has been used quite often to say kill the president, um, usually by Black Lives Matter. Um, so it's just Whitmer jumping on that social justice bandwagon and 
Um, she probably doesn't even know what she's doing. I mean, she, she probably thinks it's innocent. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe she knows that BLM actually wants to kill the president, but I don't know. Who knows? We'll, we, we, whatever. I doubt it's going to go anywhere. Mainstream media is not going to say anything about it. You know, oh well. A governor hates Trump. She just gets praised for it. So, well, we'll move on. So our governor made national news again. Uh, yeah, we're moving on to a different topic, but still related to Whitmer. So uh, she made national news, and uh, it was because Trump had said that Michigan is like a prison. And uh, everybody in the media is like, oh, no, it's not. Everything's open. <laughs> Restaurants are robbing. And let me, I'm, I'm here in Michigan, let me tell you. It's kind of like a prison. Um so I go to Grand Valley, and uh, after the after the orders were struck down, uh, I went to class without a mask on because, you know, the orders are gone, right? Oh, oh, wrong you are. They just changed it to uh, a voluntary compliance thing. Guess what? Guess what? For spreading the virus intentionally to students, um, and and killing everybody in the school, uh, they 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 might sentence me to lines or like a video. Uh, video thing to tr you know video training so uh, yeah that's that's really concerning but anyway I, I got off topic uh, the, the original topic was yes Michigan is kind of like a prison um, everybody's in masks everywhere indoors um, like and and it, it seems like everybody's just forgotten that dr. Fauci said masks are just political theater I mean I you know what? I'll play it for you right now there's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people who, when you look at the films of foreign countries and you see 85% of the people wearing masks, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not against it. If you want to do it, that's fine. But it can lead to a shortage it, of masks. Exactly. That's the point. It could see. lead to... So basically he's saying it's fine if you want to do it, but it's not doing anything. I mean, and, and he quite clearly said that, and I, I haven't seen any new evidence from him that made him change. I mean, he just all of a sudden one day came out and said, oh, yeah, actually, we should mask. We should um, all be walking around with our faces covered, and uh, it, doesn't, it didn't really make any sense. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why I didn't do it. Uh, it doesn't do anything, according to... The venerated Dr. Fauci. So why would I do it? Like, I don't know. It's just dumb. And uh, obviously, like I said, I'm appealing and 
uh, we're gonna we're gonna fight this thing out. Um, but of course, it's still me against the school, and the school is ruling. So, <laughs> of course, we all know how this is gonna go. But yeah, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, so yeah, it it is it is like prison. Um, I mean, we were being forced to do to wear a mask or we lose our job. We're being forced to wear a mask or we, you know, we uh, can't go to school. Like I'm, and I'm not against mask wearing. If if you make it a recommendation, I will do it. If the governor take seizes power unconstitutionally and forces it on me, no, no. That is where I refuse. I. It is my civic duty to refuse, and it's it's gotten me nowhere. But you know, because I'm not influential enough. But uh, I don't know, maybe someday. Who knows? But anyway, um, moving on from that, because we all know Whitmer's crazy. I've covered that a million times. So uh, you guys may not have known this, but if you are homeless, you have the ability to control who is in our legislature. That's right. If you're homeless, you have a say in what our government does with all of the resources that we've given it. Now, one would say, but Tom, homeless people have not proven themselves able to handle the resources that they have been given. Why would we want them deciding on who handles the resources that we give to our government. And to that I would say that is a very good point and you should probably bring that up to one of your elected officials because that is probably one of the dumbest things in the world. All right, so I'm gonna read you this article. We're gonna go through it together. Get ready. Okay, voting resources available to help Michiganders who face homelessness. Who face homeless? It's some kind of uh, it's it's some kind of adversity that you just must overcome. Yeah, sometimes, most of the time, no. Most of the people, okay, most of the people that are homeless, especially perpetually homeless, like if you're homeless all the time, you're doing something wrong. All right, so. Voting resources are now available for Michiganders who face homelessness. The state is providing outreach to help people experiencing homelessness learn more about their voting rights. This is a great, great, great use of public money. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Uh, the state is providing outreach to help people experiencing homelessness learn more about their voting rights. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson announced Wednesday. This includes an online toolkit. Oh, yes, those homeless people are going to jump right on online. An online toolkit with information about voting and training for advocacy organizations that serve homeless Michiganders. Training for advocacy. Oh, oh, okay. So, so it's it's uh, it's it's actually a crackdown on homeless shelters. That's what this says. Okay, I got it. All right. So. Yeah, uh, training for advocacy organizations that serve homeless Michiganders. Yes, it is cracking down on homeless. Because what else does our government have to do? We've got a pandemic. We we need to have the government cracking down in every way, shape, and form they can. You know, from schools to healthcare to uh, business licensing to um, now even homeless shelters. Like, what? All right, cool. Um. 
More than 65,000 people in Michigan experienced homelessness in 2018, according to a statewide report. There are about 8,500 people who are homeless on a given night in the state. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development estimates. So... All right. 8,500 people each night are sleeping outside. Um, out of... Or who are homeless on a given night. Out of 10 million. Um... You know what? I think that's a, that's a really small number. Uh, what? Why? Well, I, I, they do congregate in places that are uh, uh, friendly to them, so it won't be too hard to go hunt them down. But again, the, the question remains: Why? Uh, the pandemic and the accompanying economic upheaval exacerbated housing insecurity during springtime. Homeless shelters in Michigan were already at capacity before the pandemic caused increased demand how everybody everybody got their rent freeze how did what increased demand i don't know weird winter months traditionally bring an increased need said laura birchfield associate director of the michigan coalition against homelessness but the continuing pandemic adds another layer of concern the spring period was a good test run it allowed our shelters and our providers to have a good framework for what is coming birchfield said but I think there's still a lot of questions about just what COVID is going to look like and how we're going to respond on top of everything else. All right, this is actually kind of boring. Uh, those shelters are navigating immediate need. They have important role in boosting voter engagement. Okay, here it, here it is. Those shelters are navigating immediate needs. They have an important role in boosting voter engagement, she said. Data is scant about homeless voters. What is known, however, is that poor Americans have lower voting rates in national elections than those with higher incomes. Okay, that's generally because those with higher incomes um, have educated themselves. They know what they're doing, and they go to the polls. People with lower incomes, they don't care. They sit at home. They watch cartoons. They watch Jeopardy. They watch... Well, I doubt they watch Jeopardy. They watch whatever, you know... it. Because there's a night and day difference between how some people act and how other people act. Oh my goodness. How do you not see it? All right. All right. So, um, very important stuff that our Secretary of State is doing. Um, wonderful. I'm just going to, I'm going to have to give her a round of applause here. Great. Bravo. Okay. So, um, the story that I know you guys. Oh, it, it is Armageddon, by the way. Um, something has happened here in Michigan uh, that it, it, it just it indicates the end of the world, is, is all I'll say. All right, so um, Dearborn Heights man wins $1 million lottery twice on same day. Says it was an accident. Well, um... Of course, it was an accident. Like, you you can't you can't actually purposefully <laughs> win the lottery. So, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. I mean, unless you cheated, but um, um, oh, oh, so he he accidentally bought two tickets of the same number, and they were both, and it was okay. So he bought the same number twice. 
and one. Okay, so now I understand. Okay, yeah, he brought bought two of the same number. Um. Yeah, and then he got two million dollars. So uh, congratulations. Uh, I wonder what he's gonna do with it. The article doesn't really say. Uh, doesn't give his name. Obviously, you don't want to give out uh, a guy in Dearborn Heights that just won two million dollars. So. That was just to lighten the mood. Had nothing to do with politics. Um, so this actually does. Uh, a Warren councilman handcuffed a woman over BLM sticker on Trump sign. <clears throat> so I read the article. Um, the councilman Eddie Kabakinski. Kabakinski, maybe? Eddie Kabakinski? Yeah, I think that's it. <clears throat> um so, he was at a Trump rally. Um, Counter-protesters were sticking, sticking stickers on Trump signs, uh, possibly doing other things, um, even if they weren't. Uh, like, he, he seems to know that he has the legal right to do this. Uh, they were defacing um, another person's private property. So... <clears throat> Um, and it, it was, it is, it, it, uh, I believe interfering in a political, I, I believe it's a political crime to mess with people's signs. So this is like a serious offense. Um, it may seem small, but I, I feel like tampering in an election in any way, shape or form is not a small thing. It should not be overlooked. Um, especially when it's a BLM, um, you know, we should crack down hard on them because they are a terrorist organization. Uh, so, good job for this guy uh, handcuffing her and holding her there until the cops arrived. Um, so, yeah, that's that's good stuff happening in Michigan. Um, so, in other news... Um, an expelled student allegedly threatened to shoot up Royal Oaks Cosmetology School. <clears throat> Obviously, the, the picture is of a uh, police cruiser. Um, so, yeah, defund the police. Uh, Royal Oaks police said a woman is in custody for allegedly threatening, threatening to shoot up a cosmetology school earlier this week. Police were dispatched to the David Presley School of Cosmetology around 9.55 a.m. Tuesday. The director told police a student who was expelled earlier in the day threatened to shoot up the school. Police say the woman, 24-year-old Arielle Moore, <clears throat> texted the group the threat and also included a picture of the gun. According to police, Moore also called the business several times and made more threats, which forced the cancellation of classes. Police were able to locate the suspect at a relative's house in Detroit and take her into custody. She was charged with one count of false report of terrorism and a 20-year... A, a 20 year felony. Ooh, she's gonna get slammed. So, uh, yeah. Um, my, my takeaway from that is that we should definitely defund the police. And, uh, um, so BLM, very active in Michigan right now. Um, uh, they, they started off not too active in Michigan, mostly just over in Detroit. Um, well, I guess Royal, well, that one wasn't really BLM. I don't, oh, oh, the next one is BLM. <clears throat> That's why uh, I transitioned so well. I forgot that I was talking about something different. So <clears throat> cool. Oh, oh, because yeah, defund. I I psyched myself out there. All right, never mind. I'm back on track. Here we go. Um, 
Teen assaulted after BLM protest in Chelsea says police failed to investigate. This is this is where the, so this is this is the kind of news that I live for. It's so rich in irony. Um, I just it it's it's like uh, red velvet cake to me. So here we go. Um, a Chelsea teen claims that after being assaulted at a Black Lives Matter protest back in June, that local police provided no help on the scene or later when she filed a police report. <clears throat> so this girl who is out there screaming defund the police. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. This girl out there supporting that movement is mad because the police didn't respond to her call. Now, this is not me saying it is okay to, an assault, a, ugh, to assault a 16-year-old girl. This is me saying, you are such a hypocrite and you don't even know it and that is ridiculous. All right. <clears throat> And I, I, the report, the report sounds sounds suspicious too, um, just I mean on on its face, <clears throat> because she says that um, she was assaulted by a counter protester on June twentieth while trying to defuse an incident between the counter protester and a group of middle school children. What are middle school children doing at a BLM rally? Who knows. <clears throat> um, King went into the police station the next day to formally file a police report. It was later discovered that the officer who interviewed her, um, Officer Rick Cornell, had had racist tropes and jokes written on his Facebook page and was placed on administrative leave. Following those incidents, King received a ticket in the mail from Chelsea Police for allegedly impeding traffic during a march on July 31st. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Police at this point should not be allowing any Black Lives Matter protest on any street um, unless they have specifically uh, blocked out that section and okayed it with the city council, which none of these people do. I mean, they go out, they march, and they impede traffic, they block it, and then they go and they yell at police for not defending their rights when they have not they have not applied for that right. They, I mean, there, there's a process that you have to go through, and these people don't understand the process because they don't want to understand the process. They want to destroy the process. They want to destroy the system. They want to destroy the process on which the system rests. They want to destroy the institutions on which the system rests. That is why they constantly claim that America is a racist institution and has to be demolished. You are the problem, America. Get out of our way so that we can progress into the future. That's our show for today. I'm Thomas Fry. This is the Holmes Politicast. Before I go, I just want to remind everybody, um, <clears throat> get out and vote. Encourage others to get out and vote. These elections are important. Um, if you're listening to my show, you probably are going to be voting. Uh, but encourage other people to vote, um, not Democrats. Um, I'm not Jim. I'm, I'm not going to encourage Democrats to vote. But, uh, yeah, make Democrats not want to vote and make Republicans want to vote uh, because we need... We need to take back the Senate. We need to keep, well, I mean, we don't need to. Like, we're going to die if Biden wins. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that say, like, the country is definitely over if Biden wins. Um, there's a good possibility, but 
it is in God's hands. So I'm merely reporting the fact that uh, I think it will be over. Um, also, uh, so for the Michigan Supreme Court judges or justices, uh, Carrie Lee Morgan and Mary Kelly are both up for re-election. Um, Republican and Libertarian, um, conversely. Um, I don't know if I actually used that right. Uh, libertarian and Republican, respectively. So Morgan is a Libertarian. Uh, shoot. And then uh, Mary Kelly is the Republican. So I looked up both their judicial philosophies. They're both originalists. Uh, they're both getting my vote. So if you are an originalist, uh, contextualist, um, then, you know, give them your vote and maybe we can keep a good Supreme Court. Um, I like how the Supreme Court ruled on um, all this stuff with COVID and Whitmer's emergency order. So let's keep them in there. Uh, they're doing a good job.